It's bad. Anime. Hey everybody, I'm John. And I'm Rob. And this is Bad Anime, the podcast where we decide, is this anime bad? And uh, today, today, today we're going back to the well a little bit, so to speak. Uh We're we're revisiting the Burn Up franchise. Yes, Burn Up. Burn Up. (laughs) So what we have today is actually the second installment in the franchise, where the the first was a 45-minute OVA, which we've covered. Go listen to the episode to get our thoughts. But in short, we loved it. It it was a tremendous surprise. It was very good. And and funny enough, because at the time of recording, this episode just came out this week. Yeah, so so it's super fresh in our mind. It's very fresh. It's the end of March right now. Yep. And we're kind of like talking about, well, I, I just watched this yesterday, yes. uh, Burn Up. This one's called Burn Up W. Uh, sorry, it's actually Burn Up W. Burn Up W. Yes. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And uh, the intonation the was off. No, it's fine, but it's so easy because you watch, You mentioned you watched it yesterday. It's only a four-episode OVA. Right. And each episode is like 25 minutes. It's very, very short. So that means like the whole thing. It's like it, an hour 40. Yeah, it's like an hour and 40 minutes, which is very doable. And I, I finished it yesterday, but I started a few days before and just kind of worked my way through it. Of course. And that's why time. that's why these OVA series are so much fun, because it gives you a firm stop point where like if you have too much to do, you yeah. can just stop and pick it up later. Exactly. And that's kind of what I liked about it. It was a similar vein as I like doing these multi OVA shows because yes. it was kind of similar vein as Armitage the Third. Right. Which will be out at this at by the time this comes out, I'm pretty sure. Probably. Um, um, and that was just like a string of OVAs, but it was nice yes. because this one um, followed a bu- the same story through all four, but yes. each one was clearly a different like vignette of exactly. the same exact story. Well, the last two were linked, but we'll get to the last yeah. two. Yeah. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> we'll get to the last two. But anyway, uh, let's just start from the top and explain a little bit about this. So yeah. it's very similar in vain to the first burn up. There's no returning cast members. Well, there's a possibility because mm-hmm. we'll talk about this. We'll talk about the Maki in this version. They're returning names. Yeah, one returning name. One name. Oh man, Rio wasn't in the beginning one. No. Right? Okay. Yes. So let's just we'll, Maki. So we'll start with the cast. Yes. Yeah, so. let's, let's start with the cast. And I actually had uh, I'm gonna I gotta pull up the Wikipedia page for this because I um just to remind myself of make sure I had everyone's names correct. But oh, I, good idea. Actually, if you want to pull it up, uh, yeah, I'll sure. Go from memory here. But we had um this time we had our lead was another um busty kind of. This one, she was different. Uh, she was a lot different than Maki in the first one. Now we had Rio, mm-hmm. so who actually was voiced by Amanda Wynn Lee, who is one of my favorite voice actresses ever. And that's the end of that sentence. Yep. Um, she did a lot of stuff throughout her career, including um, you didn't you didn't hear her voice as this because we didn't watch the original dub of Evangelion. Mm. But in the original '90s dub of Evangelion, she played Rei Ayanami. Really? And she was actually the director and actually had the script adapter for a lot of the original Ava stuff. Wow. So pretty cool. Which, which wasn't the script we heard in the Netflix dub. Mm. So we, we can talk about the two different Ava dubs on their own time. We might have to do an entire episode mm. on that, honestly. Wow. But so Amanda Winley played Rio. She's a spunky blonde. She is um she's a cop. Yes. And same, like a futuristic cop. Uh part of what we learned is called Team Warrior. Yes, and that's, I'm guessing, the, the W in Burn Up W. There we go. Yep, there we go. And you even got, you even got the pronunciation right. You Context n- clues. You nailed it, Mike. I'm learning. I'm learning. But Rio's a very fun character um, because they just established her as extra ditzy. Yes. Where where Maki was more straightforward in a role as the leader of Warrior. She could be funny at times, mm-hmm. but she was a little more straight-laced than Rio, who Rio, they really play up her goofiness. She's yeah. always spending money wildly. And a lot of times, her taking warrior missions comes down to her needing more money. 
which is so funny. And that's the thing. Again, we have um, this one again is a comedic action in nature. But um, as this as the OVA go on, the comedy code kind of goes down a little bit. Yeah, and then we get into some very interesting territory. So but, it, it really does start with a lot of comedy and then uh, kind of nosedives into violence. But there there is a little comedy surrounding that still. It never completely loses its comedic shine, which never. I really it, it like loses, about it. It never loses its shine. And this what, what year year wise, uh, it looks like this came out in '96. Yeah, so um, so, so a good five years after the original. After the original, which we which we covered, so I I, I like this progression of like a different lens of the same kind of show because yes. it's not necessarily, or at least I don't think it's like a sequel technically. The only we'll get to why it, it could or could not be mm-hmm. because of one returning character name. Uh huh. Yes. So, but anyway, let's keep going with the cast here because yeah. we have a fun cast. Let's go with the cast. And next we actually have Maya. Yep. Who is um very similar to Remy in the first one. Yes. But instead of her being tech obsessed, she is gun obsessed. She loves guns. To the point where like it's a sexual thing. The first uh few uh, the first few OVAs, or maybe just the first one, she is waiting on a rooftop the entire time With in the OVA to shoot somebody. And they keep and she keeps saying, Come on, can I please fire this gun? And yes, everybody's yes. like, No. Don't fire the gun. And she's like, ah! <laughs> and they played up as like a sexual frustration, which I loved. <laughs> which was great. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. And, you know, she is basically, um, she's basically Rio's partner in the field. Because they're the only two members of the warrior team who suit up and enter combat. Right. Where right. And Rio is a more hand-to-hand fighter, where Maya is a gun enthusiast. Right. So that's like their two parts of the team. Akin to, again, akin to Maki and, and Remy in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this isn't a... It's more of a spiritual successor, but possible sequel. We'll get to that in a second. Next, we have uh, Yuka's actually like sub in for this one is Lilica. Yes, Lilica, who actually I believe was voiced by this. Yes, Kimberly Yates, uh, the same person voiced both wow. Yuka, Yuka and Lilica, which makes sense. Lilica is is I guess our tech ex- expert. Tech. She's the one hacking codes and like. She's basically that's her job. She's kind of like a, basically a hacker, and she's a, she gets information. She tries to crack. Um, there's a, a big plot point of this headset that's hypnotizing people. Mm-hmm. And that's so a lot of her power comes in there. It's like, what the fuck is this? Da-da-da-da-dum. Right. Very 90s computer. Hack, that's what hacking is all the rage in exactly. the 90s plots. Like get like instilling viruses into the system exactly. to like overwrite it. And exactly. Stuff. She had a chair. She kept sliding around on it. Keep yeah. hacking into different things, going to different So keywords. exactly that kind of vibe. Exactly that kind of vibe. But then we had a new addition to the team who wasn't who didn't really have an equivalent mm-hmm. in, the, in the original burn-up. We have Nonville. Her full name is, by the way, is Nonville Candlestick, which I love. <laughs> which is so funny. Yes. I didn't even know that till right now to looking at the page because I, I think they maybe say it once, but they glaze they, they over maybe, it. and it's a very... Her last name is literally Candlestick. Candlestick. How... She keeps the flame ablaze, I guess. Yeah, she does. Yes. And mm-hmm. speaking of flame, she's a house of fire. She yeah. is our engineer. Yep. So what she does is build a bunch of weapons. In, so a lot of new guns, a lot of uh, hand-to-hand d- combat devices for Rio... And at one point, she builds a robot, which is just Unit 1 from Evangelion. Yeah. Oh, that I wanted to talk to you so much yes. about that. That is one of my big notes in this, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Actually, before we get there, I got to tell you, say one thing. This anime means a little bit to me because this is actually what prompted me to watch Evangelion for the first really? time. Because there was a lot of parodies in this of Evangelion, there was which I recognized, mm-hmm. even though I haven't fully watched Ava, didn't even watch, watch Ava yet. So I'm like, again, actually, no, it's a lie. I watched probably the first three or four episodes on the a DVD I had. I told mm-hmm. that story where I had a DVD, so I watched the first four episodes but could never find it again because mm-hmm. of the rights issues were everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I recognize these Ava parodies, and I'm like, wow, 
it showed it, it, it helped me grasp the impact Ava had. Where even someone who I hasn't seen it, I can tell when something was getting parodied. So I'm like, right. I said to myself, I just gotta fucking watch Ava, and I did. Yeah. So thank you, Burn Up W. Yes, and finally, the uh, one of the, the characters boss. we have is the boss, whose name is Maki. Again, um, like the original, which is so like the it, original. So the least, original main character is Maki. So there is that crossover. But the thing is, this Maki doesn't look anything like the original Maki. Exactly. So now there's fan theories where it's like, um, oh, also, by the way, this is actually where it ties into the voice actors in the Japanese version were the same. Mm. Where um, it was uh, Yumi, uh, Yumiko Shibata. She um, voiced both Makis. So mm. people use that as a theory where it's like, oh, maybe it's the same Maki. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, and there's that. And, you know, she's the mother figure. And it's clear it's set a few years later. Yes. So I think that was thrown in as an Easter egg or like maybe it's a sequel. But in, in actuality, it's more of a spiritual successor. Right. Where they take the themes of the original Burn Up and improve upon them or play mm-hmm. with the formula. Right. Which I love what they did with the side character we have to mention, Yuji. Who is <gasps> Yuji be- is the fucking boy. Isn't he the best? He is the funniest. Oh, my God. It's great because there was like the captain of the SWAT team who was Maki's love interest in the original. He didn't really have much personality. They didn't really spend any time with him. Right. You know, he was just the cute guy. Yuji, they just make him a perv, and I love it. It's amazing. He make him full '90s anime perv, and he's funny. It works. It worked really well, and he like loves uh, Rio. Yes, that's his like whole thing. Rio. He's like, oh, I love Rio. Yep. Yeah, like, I, I gotta give you, yeah, a lot of my enjoyment because we watched the dub. Like I said, um, Jason Lee is the actor who played um, Yuji, and he did such a good job. Yes. of making him so goofy but lovable. Yes. I think a lot of my enjoyment from this uh, show, from these this OVA series, did come from the voice acting specifically. Yes. Again, um, I, and I got to give credit to the dialogue here because this is something uh, this is indicative of, of Amanda Lee's writing. Um, what because what she does typically, and a lot of a lot of uh, writers did this. They don't do it much anymore, which is a shame mm. because the goal of dubs now is to get them out very quickly. So they will translate the Japanese almost word for word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where back in the day, they didn't do that as much. They took the general idea and tried to make the dialogue more natural to an American saying it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know, for example, like where in a Japanese line might be something like, oh, I hate you, blah, blah, blah. Or where in American mind, they might use, use something like to hell with you or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something that, you know, it's the same exact thing. Right. But more natural sounding, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which dubs just don't really do anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just love hearing something that sounds so natural as an English speaker mm-hmm. in these dubs, especially in episode three. I'll get to that after. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Should I, we uh, should we talk about plot now? Let's talk about the plot. It's a very steady line. Um, it is. It is a, so we have our main antagonist, Miss um, Ruby, who keeps popping up. Yeah, she pops up. You know, it, it's kind of mysterious for the first few OVAs. Yeah. But she's kind of like some sort of drug lord-esque kind of person. Right. And uh, she kind of keeps making trouble for the the uh, W crew by yes. keep, like, instilling these like villains to come like yes. attack them or people to move her like drugs, yes. which is uh, her drug come in the form of like this as you said headset yes it's like a digital version of a drug and yes the entire show is basically them figuring out this mystery behind who keeps putting these headsets these places and, and you like know what's crazy distributing um, these one of the craziest thing about this whole plot progression is i didn't expect burn up w to be so relevant now because mm-hmm. basically yes. basically this whole ova is about a drug lord using virtual reality as a brainwashing tool. It's pretty crazy how exactly accurate it was. And to take it one step further, yeah. the second OVA oh, with the VTuber is thing? all yeah. about a VTuber. Yes. And I was
was in like, nine in what like 90, 96. In ninety six, they in they basically predicted VTubers. They forecasted VTubers because everybody in this episode is figuring out because like Yuji is a big fan of this VTuber. Yes, and this VTuber has been kidnapped. Yes, and everybody in the show, all of the cops are constantly arguing, which is so funny, especially yes. Yuji and Rio. Yes, they're going back and forth because Rio's like, oh no, um, what, what was her name even? I forget. Maya? No, no, no Maya's no. one of the characters. Yes, I forget. Um, her but, name unfortunately oh man but it was Keep one going. of the um maria maria so maria is the vtuber and she's yes. been kidnapped and every and yuji's like oh no a vtuber has been kidnapped my favorite vtuber yes we need to rescue her and everybody's like well it's not a kidnapping she yes got, it's, it's, it's she's like stolen she's, a, she's an ai she's an item it got yeah. and i was like i can see this being a real issue like yes. 15 years from now well no because the thing about now with like the heist of nfts and stuff like that yes so we live in an era that I don't know if they were just lucky or if this is just tremendous foresight where like so many of these issues are so relevant now. It's insane. Yeah. One of my notes legitimately says predicting VTubers before VTubers. Yes. And it was so crazy because they they convert her to like a physical body at yes. one point and yes. like that's pretty much the whole second ova yes so we had to we had to get that off our chest but yeah. the clearly we had a lot to say about that yes we also, got a lot to say. i do have to talk about touch on the end about that real quick because yes. the entire time nonville's building a robot called and she keeps referring it to referring to it as el gigante mm -hmm. and we don't really see too much of it and then we were it just revealed it's just unit one from ava it's exactly ava unit one and i'm so happy that it was so so apparent that even i got it exactly because um, it was purple it was big yeah. it had the exact had same the like yep it had, it had the, the horns. horns it had it was an exact replica which was hilarious I, again I, I don't know how parody works law works in japan but that was pretty close yeah it, it was very very close so good job there boys which was great uh but anyways okay the first ova mm -hmm. um if we want to start there plot wise sure. right was um it may have been my favorite, okay, um, because a lot occurred in this one that was really, really funny. That's the thing. Um, it, was, it was this one. This one of the probably some of the best comedy. Hilarious. That and episode right? two were tied because there's this like fe like this girl, like this woman overlord who's like doing uh, yeah. doing this drug ring and Ms. stuff. Ruby, I believe, and Miss Rubia, and she is like employing all these villains to like do things to distract the team, I guess, it, yes. from what she's actually doing. Yes, and it's great because the the crew she got to like do this like basically what was it like they. It was like a hot situation. Yeah, yeah. Again, it was akin, a, akin to the first burnout. It was a bunch of like it was three uh, criminals, like four. very like four very lowbrow like criminals. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they basically like told everybody and told the cops like, "Hey, we're in this building and we have a bunch of hostages. Meet our demands, or we will gun all these hostages down." And the um, demands. And I will go over these demands right oh, you have now. Them all listed. I have Perfect. them listed. Yeah. The fir their first demand was to have the manager of the GC Giants, which is a baseball team, yes. a, a theoretical baseball team, um, must apologize for his poor performance in the last season of baseball. Um, number two, um, get... Okay, these are also like a bit crude because it's just what I could like of scribble course. down. Yes, yes. The second demand was get us the new video game yes. that just came out. Yes. The third was break every surfboard <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> And the fourth was a sp specific pop star celebrity. Get Yumi Kawaii, yes. who is their pop singer celebrity, yeah. um, must bungee from a giant propeller plane nude. Yes. And, and I, at that second, I was like, what is the problem? <laughs> All these are very doable. 
You could easily take care of any of these oh things my and not have this hostage situation break out. So that was extra funny because they're all just complete idiots. Yeah, exactly. Which was the funniest thing. And then the government is like scrambling to do all these things while the burn up team is trying to figure out, oh, okay, like how do we like subvert these things and like just bag them, just yes, get them yeah, yes. like, while the government tries to appease exactly. them. Exactly. And right, they they end up getting three out of the four things that they want, technically. Yes. The first thing, the manager of the GC Giants goes on live broadcast and says, Hey guys, uh, this is the manager of the GC Giants. Uh, I'm really sorry for, uh, for my performance last season, but we'll do better next time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're all like, boo, you won't. And then the second one, um, the, the developers of this video game come out and they were like, we have decided to give them this new video game and include the title that they would like to include on the box. Yeah. And they were like, nice. And then the third one was like a broadcast from the beach. Yeah. And all of these like surfer people were just like, oh, yeah, surfboards. Those are old news. Nobody gives a fuck about that anymore. It's fine. We'll break all the surfboards because we're, we're all parasailing now. And they- <laughs> And then, and then we get to the fourth demand in right. that episode, where of course this singer Yumi Kawaii has to bungee from a plane, nude, um, nude. And of course, this is the one where the pop singer decides, no, sorry, I'm not going to protect humanity, um, and I won't bungee nude from a plane. Um, absolute bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, so say, people, are, this people's lives are at stake. And she's just like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And so they decide, okay, you know who looks like a pop celebrity? Rio. Yep. So we're going to have Rio bungee off this plane yeah. um, and be nude. But in the meantime, while all this is happening, they figure out the location of these guys and the hostages yeah. and determine if they actually have hostages or not, which they don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Rio bungees out of this plane nude. nude yeah. And notably... Everybody in the audience on the ground are like police officers, and they're all just like, whoa, (laughs) Rio. Everybody's having a great time. Yuji films it while he's piloting the plane, (laughs) and Rio bounces up, and she finds the floor that they're in in that building, and she basically breaks in, and they just nab them all. Exactly. And that was the first episode. Incredible. it sets the tone right away that you're in for a fun time. And I remember, I remember when I first watched this way, um, probably like a year, more, year or change ago. Now at this point, maybe even two years ago, mm-hmm. fucking loved it. Where I'm like, okay, I know exactly what type of mood I'm getting. Yep. And then we had the whole episode, second episode we just described with the VTuber, VTuber again. Uh, I th- I think it was actually yeah it was around the time VTubing just like the Hololive English girls just debuted. Oh. So you know it didn't actually know so it had to be like probably like I'm gonna say fall of 2020. I must have watched this then. And I just said, oh, my God, they just nailed this. Yeah. They fucking nailed it. They really did. And without even, like, I feel like it wasn't, like, this show came across, like, maybe it's completely, like, um, ridiculous on my part. But this show came across as in, like, it just did what it did. And it didn't really, like, try too hard to do anything. No. That's the thing. This feels like it was made by a team of people who wanted to have fun. Yeah. And wanted to, like, just have some, just some good, like, a good time anime. But exactly. Then we get to episode three and four, where the mm-hmm. good times get a little um, less good. Yeah, because the um, it starts off good. It starts off really good, where Riho's desperate for cash mm-hmm. and tries to sell her underwear to like a pervy sex shop, where that sells women's used underwear. Okay, this scene was also one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the entire franchise, and I have to tell you the exact reason why. Go ahead. Um, the voices were great, first of all. Of course. The voice of, like, Rio arguing with this guy, um, trying to get him to buy her underwear yes. at this, like, 
used underwear emporium yeah. where just pervs go and, and buy it, underwear. It wasn't one of wasn't one of the guys complaints like, "Nah, you're too old." Yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, "We only really take underwear from schoolgirls, so if you have your school ID, please show it out." And then she was like, "Okay." Um, and the entire time, it was kind of like he was uh, basically targeting her morals a lot through yes, this conversation. Yes. And at one point, they were arguing about. Um, her selling the underwear because right. he was like, oh, like, do you really want to sell your underwear in, in here? You know who, like, the kind of people that shop in here? The kind of people that shop in here are people that watch anime. Uh, and I was like, uh, dude, this, this uh, fucking uh, show, uh, this fucking show, yeah. I'm watching this anime <laughs> and they insult me like that. Yes. It's so funny. Consider me triggered. The list was uh, exactly uh, because I had to write it down. Okay. Um, he was like, you know who buys this stuff? Anime fans and people who watch Jerry Springer. <laughs> I was like, what? Exactly. You see, that's what I talk about when you Americanize a line. Because the, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. this, was, this was dubbed in the mid-90s in America, so perfect Americanization exactly, of it. Exactly, which it is great. great. And also, in the third and fourth episode, I think the, the big, the violence comes because... We meet, uh, we meet um, one of Rio's friends in the accounting department. Yeah, Chisato. Yes, Chisato. And, and so Good memory, wow. I just saw. I just rewatched it the other day. Cool. Yeah, because I, I remember episode three and four like throwing me for a loop. Mm-hmm. So I had to rewatch some of the scenes just mm-hmm. to get a mm-hmm. clear context. Um, so Rio's fucking around with Chisato, where it's like oh, I'm out of money again. Oh well. And then like I forget like Chisato gets a message or something, or she mentions something in passing, and Rio's like, oh, someone's got a boyfriend, <laughs> and they're clearly like best buds, right? Yeah. So then it cuts to um, it cuts to some more other warrior business where they're like, "What is this headset that like you know mm-hmm. that we found at the scene in one of the one of the crime scenes? We have to figure out what's going on here." There's a cop that gets hypnotized by like the headset, by um like the the crew like the drug like the drug yeah the right. crew, and he just goes into the um accounting department and just pops off Chisato right there. Yeah, shoots her right in the face. Shoots her right in the face, and it cuts and it does this. It, this is the most violent show probably got at this point where it cuts to like the ceiling and the blood splatter hits the ceiling. Yeah. It's like right out of a horror movie. Yeah. And what was really scary though, because they announced it on the loudspeaker, like the, the active shooter in the accounting department. Of course, Rio bolts because she knows Chisato's in trouble. Mm-hmm. When she see like when she when it cuts to Chisato's dead body, that still image is horrifying. Yeah. Where it's it pretty cuts, terrifying. Where it cuts to black, where the whole screen cuts to black. And her corpse is like a wire frame. Yeah, it puts it into like negative filter. If exactly. you ever seen what a negative exactly. filter exactly. looks like, and it, it when I first saw that, and now I know it's kind of like a total Ano move, mm-hmm. but that fucked me up when I first saw it. I'm like, whoa, yeah, whoa, and it just like because it the the tone just changed right there, and Rio was distraught. Yeah, and then what happened at one point was um she goes home again right out of Ava. Mm-hmm. She goes home and she hears a voicemail from Chisato saying, hey, it's me. I did some meddling and I put some money in your account. Next time, come to me before you try to sell your panties to some pervy shop. By the way, next time I see you, I have someone, I have someone I really want you to meet. Meaning, meaning, yes, she did have a boyfriend. And, Rhea, and, and she was going to, you know, um, Rio was going to meet, uh, was going to meet him. And she just, and Rio just breaks down because she lost one of her best friends. And I mean, it's it, there. It was very short in her, her introduction. But I got to say, great job getting me to care. But since we already cared about Rio, we cared about her friend getting killed. Right. So we didn't necessarily care about Chisato that much. We weren't really supposed to. We are supposed to care about Rio's reaction. Yes. And since her entire existence so far on the show was happy-go-lucky, 
or like kind of doofy and ditzy that scene hit me kind of hard i'm like oh ow yeah it changed a lot in the show and i think after that we we found out too that either it was via brainwash it was kind of a combination of brainwash and like other things yeah and maybe collusion but we find out that a lot of the police are actually uh being paid off by like the drug lords and like kind of there's a lot of corruption in the right office and so then that kind of prompts the the last OVA last two I they kind of blent together a lot for me but the episode three kind of landed on the cliffhanger where yeah. like they get the, the you had like the thugs kind of get into the police yeah. yes so they're like kind of trying to overrun the police station yes and trying to like you know kill all the police officers exterminate yeah. everybody. It's a very 80s action type of environment yeah. where like you know a bunch of guys in a building we have the building exactly and, and then Rio's like no you fuck you don't okay this was uh, this was kind of funny even though Rio was going through a tough time I still laughed because yeah. there was this one scene uh where the head of the operation Maki yeah uh is like all right guys like we we could we could either take him out right here in this building or we could run and regroup. And Rio, there's this one scene, maybe it was just the dub centric, but it yeah. was hilarious. Like Yo. it just shows her punching a wall really hard and she's yes. like, No Yeah, exactly. Yep, and it yep. was like so loud. And yep. I was like, What? <laughs> And then uh, and it happened twice. Yeah. And, and then it happened again. And, th- and everyone was like, all right, maybe we should actually like stick it out and stuff like that. <laughs> fight. Yeah. Maybe we should fight them. And Rio's like, no, <laughs> we got to kill them. And yeah, everybody's and like, no, that, don't. But that, but that was a great like kind of monologue from her. Like they don't deserve any mercy. Yeah. She keeps going about how Chisato wasn't a frontline cop. She was an accountant. Yeah. So Rio was clearly distraught. And again, it worked so well because of her characterization up to that point. You knew how serious the situation was mm-hmm, to her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and which got me really invested in the last in the last episode, especially, which was just straight up. It was kind of like the climax of the first OVA, yeah, where it was straight up action, just yeah. cool shit. They give Rio new um like a uh, mechanical fist to use when she's punching folks. They give Maya a big fucking gun, yeah. So was she's great, happy. There was a great line where they say like. Where they break down her the expensive to, to her, it's like, all right, here's how, here's what one round of ammunition costs for this gun, ha! and she just goes, I wonder, I, can, I wonder if I can live off my pension and social security, <laughs> and I'm just like, so Maya, funny. there is one seed uh, with Maya. Might be in the first or last OV. I'm not sure exactly where it yeah. was, but it's a, a, again like one of those small lines yeah. that's like, um, they're talking about like, uh, like Maya desperately like wanting to shoot somebody at that moment, yes, or something, and she can't do it. And the line uh, is, "I think Maya's been abstinent for way too long." <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. So yeah, the last OVA is just basically them kicking ass. Yeah. Um, and there it was, was cool. a, another great line in here that was like, um, "Warriors kick butt," and. <laughs> You lose it whenever they say butt. I love butt. In like in anime, your move, Captain Buttwipe. You dare reference violence, Jack? Yet again? Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that, let's 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 make a retroactive drinking game. If everyone oh, out there uh, have have one shot and chug one beer every time I mention violence, Jack, in an episode that's not violence, Jack. Very good. Cheers. Cheers. So yeah, um, that was Burn Up W. That was Burn Up W. You know, I think we did a a pretty thorough explanation of like yeah. all the plot and the characters and whatnot. And it definitely, um, well, I mean, I, I guess we could start here because that's where we got to start all the time. Yeah. Um, what Was it bad? No. 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 No way. No, not at all. In not one way was it bad. I can't even like, I. it's hard for me. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for me to even nitpick here. Um, you know, the animation was usually good. I noticed very few problems with it at almost at all. Mm-hmm. And there was even cool. There's even cool moments in terms of art direction. Yeah, that I really enjoyed. 
And of course, you know, the boob was flapping everywhere. It was fun and, all, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. They had lots of boobs, too. L- lots of nude boobs as L- well. A lot of nude boobs and a lot of boobs flapping around. Yeah. So it was a little mm-hmm. more so a little more explicit than the original. It was. Which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little more violent than the original. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a... It was that, it's what we talked about earlier. It was just kind of an improvement on the first one. It was. It, in a lot of ways. And luckily, the length really helped it. Like, you got the four episodes. You got the hour and 40 to care about these characters. And like you said, it was great that you could pause and come back to it because mm-hmm. the episode ends. And that's, that's, how, why, that's how I consumed it too. That's why I, they. That's why we call them characters because you need to care about them, you know? Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Crisp. <laughs> but no, um, I really fucking like this, if not loved it, um, yeah. for all the reasons I mentioned before. Um, it's just good. It's a... Mm-hmm. Is, do we fuck up again? Is Burn Up just good? I, I You know, I... I went into this. I went into this knowing that it wouldn't be bad, uh, yeah. but I wanted to do it anyways. Yeah, of course, I wanted to keep the through line going because the thing about Burn Up, right? Yeah. The thing that we've been talking about is right. that you said, I believe, in the first episode that the final iteration occurred sometime in the two thousands, like two thousand four, yes, or something. Very good. Um, I remember you saying something like that. So there must have been a reason why it didn't necessarily continue, mm-hmm. and this was not the one but maybe we have to continue with the next batch to figure out like what where did it go wrong i guess because the only real place that i thought this series of ovas uh went wrong for me not wrong just kind of like yes if i could nitpick a little bit of course the only the only nitpick i really have is what we talked about the Jasado thing she was kind of just plopped in Yes, uh, if, if they introduced her earlier, it would have yeah, worked better. I, I think they should have introduced her in the first OVA and just had her kind of... They didn't even have to have her do much. Just yeah. be like, oh, that's Rio's friend in accounting. And exactly. Just be like a, a quick like 20-second scene each OVA of, of Rio yeah. being like, what you got for me, Jasato? Exactly. Or something like cool like exactly. that. Exactly. It would have it would have really helped us care about her but more. But they put her in the third OVA just to be killed maybe five to ten minutes later. Yeah, so like... And, a- and me thinking the entire time, I was like... Has she been around before? Like exactly. I don't remember seeing her. Exactly. So like I like I alluded to a couple minutes ago, the whole point we weren't supposed to care about her. Right. We were supposed to care about Rio's reaction. Exactly. But it would have been nice if we cared about her as well. It would have helped. It would have been the one-two punch. And this is more of an Ava parody than we even thought in that vein. Yeah. Because I mean, Kaoru, uh, yeah, in, Kaoru. in Ava. Uh, oh yeah, coming in too late. Coming is coming in and, too late. And every version, every iteration of Ava afterwards has tried to rectify that. Yes, and I think like it, that's probably the one issue I found with the whole thing. But the but rest it's of it, a nitpick, like, really, it's a big nitpick. And yeah. I and I don't normally like to nitpick, but I if it's, I was it, looking, honestly, we have to. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> if I was looking for something like if I was looking to poke a hole in it, yes. it would be that hole. Yes, That's the hole I would poke. Oh, totally. Um, but otherwise, there's basically nothing wrong with this, and just yes. the opposite. There's a lot right with it. It's a, it's a just, ton right with it. It's very funny. It's very digestible today. Yes. too. Which oh, is it's even more relevant today. The probably. most interesting part because even if we were to take this to take this into like a does it hold up kind of lens, yeah, very much so. Like that, I watched the whole thing. Better. I'd it say was it's, it's fantastic. I really freaking enjoyed it, and I would recommend it wholeheartedly. It's an yes. hour forty, and again, you could take it at your own pace. Watch yeah. an episode a day, watch an episode a week. Who it's gives like a shit? movie, exactly. basically. It's basically a feature film. You can all watch them in a row, and it's it's pretty great. And I thought it was it took what the original did and it improved upon it, totally and it expanded it a little bit, which was really nice. So. I, I don't know what kind of the next one is going to be like, but I, I think we should just do them all. Let's do them all. Uh, up we'll, until we'll, 2004, because I really just want to see one that's not very good. Let's, um, let's that's what I'm looking it. out um, for. We have, there's two, now now we go into the television series. Yes. There's two 13-episode series. Oh. 
And do you want to hear some news that's going to excite you a little bit? Mm-hmm. We have the same cast from this OVA. They get a series. That's fun. Yep. Wow. So they got picked up for the big time, eh? They got picked up for the big time. Wow. They did a TV series in, I believe, 97. Mm. So very quickly wow. afterwards. a year after. Wow. Very quickly. I think the OVA must have done good. So they said, all right, give them a whole series. Damn. And then later in 2004, we have a new batch of characters. Interesting. Yep. So we got some more burn up to go. And I'm excited to take this journey. Yeah. We'll see if they hold up. We'll see if they keep doing well. And we'll see. If one of them is bad. Yep. Burnout bros. Burnout boys for life. Burnout boys. And uh, we're out. We're out. Um, thank you for listening. Have a great day. And we'll be back soon with more burnout. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Later. It's bad. Wow. Oh, my God. What a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxisaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss in your ear podcast network